This week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. You can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee right now by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. I warned people at the top of the show that some changes were coming. There there you are. Uh, new music. I really like it. I, I was dreaming out over here. Uh, but anyway, Avram, we've got a... Uh, We've got more AI stuff going on since, as we were talking about in the last segment, that is our topic du jour right now. Yes. So I want to talk about a couple of things, but most of all, I want to talk about something called Jarvis. Um, so Jarvis uh, is Microsoft's new, I'm looking up because I may have a demo running, running that I could show you. May being the optimal word. So fingers crossed. Uh, Fingers crossed. So only something I've been working on for two hours because I had it had something working before. But anyway, let's start by talking about what what it is uh, and why it matters. So Microsoft's uh, engineer, Microsoft researchers, uh, wrote a paper that they published recently about. Um, they actually use the word Jarvis for the name of one of their projects, but everybody up the name of their GitHub page, but everyone's calling this Jarvis, I guess because they like. Um, I guess because they like it, the, the name, because uh, it reminds them of Marvel. Anyway, so the idea is that one thing people don't think about enough when they're thinking about AI uh, is that there's a lot of models out there. There's a uh, chat GPT, which has gotten all the attention, and Bing Chat are based on one large language model called GPT-3.5, and now it's upgraded to GPT-4 in some places. Uh, and... But that's just an LLM, a large language model, which uh, you know works with text. But there are thousands of models out there for very that are good at doing very particular things. There are some models out there that are good at uh, analyzing images. There are other models out there that are good at creating images. There are models out there that can analyze sound and others that create sound. There are models out there that can analyze video and create video. There's one. There is a system that I am that I was reading about yesterday that I think is going to come into beta where it's just pure text. Well, Nvidia demonstrated one, and I think there's going to be an open uh, another system that's going to be open where it'll just be this is not Jarvis, this is something else, text to video. So you'll say uh, like uh, Nvidia showed uh, a demo of like show me a stormtrooper vacuuming on a beach. And like they got a little video of a stormtrooper vacuuming on a beach and is photorealistic. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if they cleaned it up, but it looked really good. Um, so there's a lot of models out there. Jarvis is the one model to, is Jar Jarvis is the one framework to rule them all. Um, what, you, what you do is it creates a, a chat bot uh, or another interface where you can ask the bot to do something and it will go out kind of behind the scenes and show you what it was, um, 
like what models it used to accomplish the task. Uh, so it can, you know, you can feed it an image and say like, hey, uh, you know, for example, um, you can feed it here. Actually, I have it running, so I'm going to show you. Uh, and hopefully, uh, I at least have one typed ex one example here that that I already did, so it already works. Uh, so let's go look at this. So in my screen here, I am running. Can you see it? I'm running this under Ubuntu, but you can actually you don't need Linux to do it. I have a tutorial going up probably tomorrow about how you can try this yourself. Uh, so um, this is now they're deploying Jarvis into something called hugging into a chatbot called hugging GPT. What's with all the hugging? There is a site called huggingface.co. And this, believe it or not, is super important website for people who are developing AI. Uh, it is a repository of open source data sets and models. You can build stuff there and share it. And there, they have API keys and uh, just a lot of stuff uh, runs through Hugging Face. And so they built a little model in it called Hugging GPT. Uh, and you can actually get it right on, actually, it's probably the best place is just to go to my, Hugging. Um, Microsoft has their own little section on Hugging Face. And uh, you can go to Hugging GPT. And, and you can do it here. Uh, with, you have to paste in, now watch, let's see if this works for me. It wasn't working for me before. You have to have an open API, API key, which you can get for free, although there's a limit to how much you can use it before you have to pay. And then you have to have a, uh, a hugging uh, key. Well, look what happens. This usually takes a second or two, but tonight, I guess a lot of people are using it or something, and it's telling me it's going to take 3,000 seconds to read my API key. Well, <laughs> do the math. That's going to be longer than we have here. So uh, I installed a local copy uh, of Hugging GPT on under on a virtual machine on my computer so we can try this. So um, one thing that you can do is you can ask it about images. So um, you can ask it about images if you give it the URL of an image. Uh, or if you have some stored locally and you've got a local bot. So uh, so this one here is an example. It says, given a collection of these images, tell me how many zebras. So one, it, the first, so it shows, it asked about three images, right? You, as a human, we now know that there are four images. Based on the inference results, there are totally three pictures with zero, one, and two zebras respectively. For the first instance, a result of object detected task is a cat and a potted plant. For the second is a zebra, uh, and it tells you exactly which model it used. Um, now, what's really interesting is in the, it's not showing it in this local version, but in the uh, web version that I had open before, when it works, it actually shows you like a little sidebar with like, um, with like showing you exactly what, let me see if I have, yeah, see? So it has a little sidebar showing you exactly the like JSON or whatever it received 
from the different models that it was using. So I thought that was pretty cool. So you could ask, so what it's doing here is multiple things, right? It's, it's looking at the image, it's identifying stuff, and then it's answering questions. Um, now, you know, you can also, let's see, please, uh, please generate a canny image based on this. Let's see how that, these are all examples. So I'm doing things that are easy for it because uh, they were tested. I have to say that an example that I saw for it, uh, I've carefully considered your request and generated a canny image. Actually, I don't know what a canny image is because it looks it looks identical. Well, the inference was a just text description of herd of giraffes and zebras grazing the field. Unfortunately, the services weren't available. Okay, yeah, see that that I've had that problem a lot where a service wasn't available. I've also had a problem where I fed it something, and it what it what it said it was was not was not very good. So, for example, I fed it a picture of an SSD. Uh, so here, I'll, so for example, right, let's say I took a, took a picture here, which is a picture of, of it, and I got the URL, the, the image link, right? I got the exact URL of the picture and I gave it to it. And I said, not just what it, like, what is this would be just the most basic thing, but you know, uh, where can I buy this? Right. So for, if this worked correctly, what it would do is it would identify that this was a Samsung 990 Pro SSD, and then it would go out on the web and find some links for it. Let's see what it does. Well, it did load the image. Sometimes I've given it URLs where it somehow was not able to load the image for reasons I don't understand. But last time I did this, it said something like it was a box. So once again, the hype and the reality, different things. Um, but what I think is really interesting about all of this, let's see, what did it say? Based on the information, I can suggest you can purchase, uh, this item by finding a retail store near you or looking for an online. Oh, thanks. That's great advice. I've used the following models. Okay. The image can be found at your best bet for purchasing this item. <laughs> what does that mean? It doesn't know what it very helpful at least it knew it was electronics i guess uh i'm gonna ask it what was in the image let's see if that that sparks anything for it um there's a great example though i'll see if i i will pull up the the picture from their from their paper while we wait for this and here's sort of what this is the uh the paper that they wrote this is actually no this is the web this is the uh, github and then there's there's actually a PDF of their like research paper, but in it is this chart, which is kind of fascinating. And it says that like chat GPT is the controller here. And then it does task planning. What am I going to do? Model selection. Okay. Which are the models I have access to, uh, figuring, doing the execution and then sending you back a response. So here's one that actually, if I could do this would be really interesting. It says like the, Please generate an image where a girl is reading a book and her pose is the same as the boy in the in this example image. So they just fed it this picture of this boy. It analyzed his, it found the boy in the picture, analyzed his 
I don't know, pose, his gait, and then it showed her uh, sitting and reading a book. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that, you know, I guess that's accurate, but what, but it's amazing, but you can see there was a lot of different things going on here. Reading a picture, analyzing the position of the person in the picture, and then outputting another picture. Uh, and of course, talking to you and text about, hey, I've got your request and I'm working on it and here's my answer. So that's a lot of interesting stuff working together. Now, in the end, people who are just users of this technology probably aren't gonna notice this because this is how they're all gonna work. You know, they're all just gonna work behind the scenes. If you're building your own bot though, you might be more interested in this type of thing. Uh, well, it was very confused when I asked what was in this image. The image contains a conversation between a user and an assistant. What? <laughs> I'm on board. Uh, Makes sense to me. <laughs> and then again, so, so again, these things don't work as well as we like to say. Like, they, they don't do a very good job. Um, Is it telling you, know, you what it thinks the conversation was? Is that what that says? Uh, oh, no. The inference results of the image was an error message indicating the path of URL. But the conversational inference result was a response of, sure, I'll help. I have I have no idea. It's just bizarre. Uh, I, want, so, I wonder if it's because it was a WebP image. Uh, I've tried it with JPEGs. I don't, okay. I don't think that's I don't think that's the the case. Um, but uh, you know, I think that's kind of an interesting thing that people can try. Speaking of trying things, uh, while we're talking, I wanted to talk about, uh, so I had another, I had an article that I put up earlier in the week about something called baby AGI. Uh, actually I put it up just the other day about baby AGI and auto GPT together. We demonstrated on a previous show, auto GPT, which is a thing where you just give it a task and it kind of runs with the task for you. There's a similar uh, piece of software called Baby AGI that I tested, uh, and they both do a bad job. Um, but one way in which they do a bad job is that they make stuff up. So, uh, so here's a great example. I I asked it the uh, AutoGPT to create a website for a fictional company, web design company called Geek and Chief Designs. I just gave it a handful of of requirements. I said. Uh, three-page website uh, with a contact us page and a privacy policy that says we don't collect or sell any user information. I did not say, now, Geek and Chief Designs doesn't exist, so there's no information on the web for it to get if it were going out to the web uh, to get information. Uh, and here was the homepage that it, it designed. Uh, welcome. We design and create websites that are customer-centric, mobile-friendly, and visually appealing. How would it know? Like, that's jargon that a lot of web, yeah. develop, web design companies would use. Yeah, that's what But that that's not necessarily true, right? Uh, Geek and Chief Designs provides websites and web applications development. Our team of experienced developers. What if it's just one person? <laughs> you know, like, it didn't. And part of what's going on here is they don't ask follow-up questions. They just, yeah. in the absence of information, they just make things up. So... If you were hired to write, and by the way, this is its great web design. It put the like slash n in the in the HTML. Nice. Um, but um, I think if you were asked 
uh, to design a website for someone and they didn't get, and write the copy and they didn't give you much information, you would come back to them with a question. You'd say, well, what, what can you tell me about your organization? How many people are there? What do you do? Can you, right. These autonomous agents don't do that. Uh, and, and actually, even the regular chat doesn't do that. I don't know why, but the things are never are never in the absence of information. They will make things up instead of asking you for more. I guess the idea is to be self to be to have the human do as little work as possible. But the end result is just lying. Um, the other thing is the privacy policy that I asked it uh, and I asked it to create a privacy policy that said that there was no uh, we don't collect user information it directly disobeyed that and wrote a privacy policy saying that we collect people's name, address, and phone number. Well, that's helpful. You know, so it, it, it directly contradicted what I told it. So, you know, I, I, you know, like I just, you know, you can't trust these things. You cannot trust them. They, they may get better. But part of the problem isn't the technology, it's the fundamental philosophy that we're going to have the machines operate independently, as independently as possible, not cite sources if possible, and not ask the human follow-up questions so we can just spit out whatever. Now, if you engineer a really good prompt, maybe you'll get what you want, but I told it to write a privacy policy that says that we don't collect user information and it wrote one that said that we did because probably that's what it saw on other people's privacy policies. So what it believed it should say versus what I told it to say, it went with what it believed. That's a problem. So yeah. what it so went with the, what I it went with the statistically more common situation instead of the thing that you said. Right. So one thing I've been trying to figure out is the right thing would be, can I create a bot that only answers questions based on what on information that I have fed it? Can I create one that will only say things that I agree, I approve of? Uh, you know, and that's something I've been working on as a project. So here is a, a Python script that I've been using with a framework called Langchain. And I'm still trying to figure out how to do this on a, on a large scale and make it work properly. But I fed it an article, which I have here in, uh, this is a, an article on what is USB 3 uh, that I wrote for, uh, for Tom's hardware. And I said, okay, let me feed it to, um, let me feed it to, uh, to the bot and it loads, you can do this in Moss, you can have it do like thousands of pages, but I'm trying to figure out how to put it into a database because otherwise the way this works is you'd have, you'd have to load them every time you run the script, which is obviously impractical. Uh, and then you can feed it a question. I mean, you could turn this into a web, you know, forum where a person would have a chat bot. So don't be fooled by the, put off by the, you know, fact that that question is just written here. Um, so I have asked it, how fast is USB 3.2 Gen 2 by 2? And I run it and it gave me an answer. You know, it, it gave me the correct answer, right? Um, and, and you can't, now, one of my problems though is this is using ChatGPT to uh, 
so now let's ask the question that's not covered in my document, right? Why is the sky blue? Now, if this worked the way I wanted to, it would say, sorry, I can't answer your question, but I think it's going to answer my question. So let's see. Never mind this embedded with DuckDB. That's part of the Python. The sky is blue because of the way sunlight interacts with the atmosphere. I have it, by the way, show sources for everything. That's something that this Lang chain allows you to do uh, is to actually get the source. Um, so that information is fine, except that's not what I want my bot to do. So I'm trying to figure out how to stop that. Um, and the reason why I'm trying to figure out how to stop that is if it can answer a question that's outside the scope, then it can give you information even about our stuff that's outside the scope. Like what if you ask about USB 3 versus USB 2, which isn't really covered in the document, and it starts to give you other information. That information could be wrong, something we don't want it to say. So um, I'm trying to figure out how to kind of make my own bot that will use only the data that I give it, and apart from knowing the English language, which it has to know, uh, sure. will not will not give you uh, will not give you information. If you ask it a question that's not covered in something that I fed it, it should say, "Sorry, I can't answer that question." Sure. Uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out because I feel like that would be a decent bot to have. Um, you know, if I could create one that had like the sum total of all the Tom's Hardware articles or something in right. it, and then people could talk to it. Now, mind you, they still might not have a wonderful experience because they might ask it something that's not covered in one of the articles or that sort of requires compiling knowledge from different areas. Like, you know, what if it asks a very specific, like I want a laptop that can, you know, run Visual Studio well, and we don't have an article about just that. Uh, it may give you an answer that's not, you know, great. So, but that's the problem that we have with all training data with, except I would rather have it in an exclusion way where, okay, we're only letting in sources of data that we trust um versus and versus i mean there was a story this week in the washington post about they looked through there's actually a web page i think on the washington post where you can see what websites were used to train uh i'm not sure if it's trained bard or train uh gpt and you can see that like there were a bunch i mean it was trained by everything so uh it was tra trained not only by reliable sites but by you know very unreliable sources of information it was also trained by very biased sources of information it was trained by like nazi sites and stuff like that because they didn't they don't discriminate based on what the site is they're just going out and grabbing everything so um you know that's bad from a copyright intellectual property perspective i don't want them grabbing my stuff and using it to take traffic away from me as we've discussed many times but it's also really bad from a information reliability perspective like if every piece of data is treated equally then it has an equal chance of being the truth then nothing is valid yeah that's an interesting definitely an interesting situation um washington post wants me to sign up for an account to read the article i know that's why that's why i haven't gone in and done it myself but the other people i've seen other people have yeah i don't know if there's another page you can go to to view this training data we found out that there was something like 0.0002 percent 
of the training data with Somps hardware. But almost everybody, when they put in their site, gets 0.0002%. So I'm not sure if that's an accurate number or just the number they give everybody. Um, so be fascinating uh, if it's just like, but I guess like that's yeah, the so I, that's the uh, the initial set value on the thing, and there's the math is going wrong, and so it never actually resets it. It just gives you back zero zero yeah, zero two. I mean, I mean, who knows? It doesn't even really matter what that means, yeah. whether it's zero two percent or zero or zero eight percent or whatever, because your your data's in there, and right. all somebody needs to do is ask the right question and they will get the data. Uh, the data may be plagiarism, as we've talked about before. Absolutely. Or the data may be misleading, uh, or it may be a combination of misleading and plagiarism. So like, um, so that's why I don't trust these things. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's an opportunity to do something interesting. So like, when the image recognition thing works, you can see that that's actually somewhat useful. Sure. Uh, I mean, some somewhat, right? Like, uh, I don't. It, it it managed to get the zebras, but almost everything else that I've tried to feed it that that wasn't a specific example, it didn't do well. Uh, you know, one one that I specifically saw somebody call out was feeding it a picture of balloons on a string and asking what happens if I cut the string, and um, it's and it's supposed to say the balloons will fly away, but. Uh, instead, it says this is a kite; nothing will happen, or something. So <laughs> nice. Um, so it, you know. But look, I can see image recognition getting better. We know image recognition gets better. We also there probably is better image recognition out there, and it's just not using the best, the best model because it's probably using an open source model that's not. Yeah, it doesn't cost money. Because because I'll um, tell you, I did. Um, I I got a demo. God, twenty. 15, I think, of uh, Watson's uh, image recognition. And in 2015, it was impressive. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be good. Like, image recognition can be good, and it can be bad, and it, it's not really clear to me. Like, I guess it's just how well-trained the model is, yeah. how much processing power you have. Uh, I mean, it's always somewhat of a parlor trick uh, when I have something that runs locally, because, I mean... I've had ones I think we may have shown on this show, like NVIDIA sent me their like little Jetson nano board a couple yeah, of years yeah. ago and tried the image recognition on it. And it would be really funny because it would tell you that you were like a cow or something. Like it was completely, completely wrong. Like yeah, yeah. a good chunk of the time. And this was an AI board that was made for this. Right. Um, but, you know, and I'm not necessarily sure it was the board. It was probably the software that they, that they had me using. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it can be gotten right, right? There's facial recognition software out there that can recognize it with some degree of accuracy, like real people um, in real places. Uh, so, you know, there, there there's, there's stuff out there, but uh, as far as the things that people are running in the bots right now, they're not necessarily very impressive, uh, but it really depends. I think we have to have uh, a very skeptical. These things are trying to make the claim that they can do something as well as a person can, and and they're operating on that assumption. And we have to treat that with a great deal of skepticism, uh, because there are things that a computer can do way better than a person, um, you know. But and and but we have to you know treat with skepticism 
how these are being used because it's dangerous to assume that they're going to work properly. Like it's that, uh, but by, by playing with them, by trying to kind of, I think, restrict the data to known good sources, uh, we can make something that's, uh, we can make something that's, that's usable and, and better. We just need to be really, uh, conscientious of testing it and making sure that it works for the we pick something that works for the task that we wanted to and we don't read into it that wow this can just do everything and i can ask it and it's just automatically going to do whatever i want yeah that's knowing the limitations is really is really the key there are lots of them (laughs) right now right Right. I mean, and one of the problems is people ask at things and it doesn't admit to limitation, right? right. Like it it's doesn't, that, it's got that air of confidence that a teenager has and it says everything. Yeah. It, it says everything with that. This is the case. And oftentimes it's not, we've watched Google's stock price plummet, you yeah. know, sometimes right early on. Yeah, but now, unfortunately, and I, you know, I'm actually really um, irritated about this. It seems that we, as a, I don't know, media and a society, have kind of settled on these things don't work okay, but these things don't work, give wrong answers, but that's okay. And uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't agree with that at all. Like we have, we have settled on the idea that we can settle for misinformation inaccurate information and that's old news that was last month's news or two months ago news now the they haven't fixed it there's still lots of misinformation uh and they're wrong most of the time but that's okay because we've moved on now from that line of that line of inquiry and we just accept that we're going to get bad bad information uh and still act on it like i don't think everybody realizes how bad the information is and this and how like how wrong it can be making things up you know it's it's very dangerous did we talk about the uh last week about the guy who's a law professor who was named at by i think bing chat as having committed an act of harassment that he never did i actually think it was google because i think i think i read about a lot oh of maybe it was but yeah but yeah, we did yeah. we did discuss that. Yeah, I mean that's so like that's awful. Yeah, so def, defamation, uh, you know, these things are defaming people. They're making stuff up. It's very dangerous. Yeah, very very dangerous. Sometimes an error message is the best message you can get. Sometimes f- you don't want your web browser to fake a web page when you should be getting a four hundred four. Right. And that's and that's what. That's what this technology is doing right now. Yeah. But and it's it's interesting. Uh, I, I told Danielle this years ago. Uh, we were, gosh, 2013, 2014. We were working on a project together, and we got an exception. And she's like, oh, that's not good. I said, no, that's what I was trying to get. I wanted the exception. The, the error was the point. Uh, right. Okay. And we went into why I mean, that was... Why, under certain circumstances, that's what you want. You want the error. You want the exception. Sometimes that is the best thing you can get. Yeah. I mean, so 
<sighs> I mean, this is kind of sad now, it's, but this is the world we have with search engines, right? You never mm -hmm. get no zero results. You can search right. for something really weird and you, and you will get results. It'll just tell you, I found something that wasn't quite what you asked for. Right. Uh, I know you were looking for this particular recipe from this particular person, but um, here are pictures of giraffes. Will that do? Right. No. Right, because they, they don't. <laughs> because there's a business incentive for all these things to keep your eyeballs, to keep you yeah. there, rather than yeah. to just tell you the truth, which is I don't have the information that you want. True. Or I can't do what you ask. Uh, you know, but anyway, I encourage folks, we have some articles about this on Tom's Hardware. Uh, I have an article about right now about uh auto uh about why the um autonomous agents uh baby agi and auto gpt uh are interesting but uh flawed and then i have one going up tomorrow about jarvis which i just showed uh which i just showed you uh and we we stay on you know and i hope to soon have one up about how to create your own chat bot but which i've been able to do even looking a little bit nicer than what I showed you, but I don't, I don't want to just show people that I want to actually fix it so that you can't get information. That's not from mm -hmm. your source. Yeah. And that is the trick that I'm trying to pull off. And it seems that nobody wants that they want like all of the tutorials and all the code I found about it is like, Oh, just use, just funnel this through uh chat GPT and chat GPT will give you an answer no matter what. And mm -hmm. that's not what we want. So the opposite of your goal <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so uh try you know trying to figure out i'm kind of curious though your your opinion if you had a chat bot uh, you know let's say we had put a chat bot on the homepage of tom's hardware so yeah. people could ask questions relevant questions if you asked a question that was outside the scope where we didn't have the answer do you want to just pull the answer from somewhere else no i like being on Tom's hardware, I yeah. want, I want, I came to you for a reason. Right. Right. But that's the and thing. So, I don't, I so don't I want people... your input. Right. The other thing is we can't vouch for the other information. Right. So if it just pulls something out of the internet, I don't know. I can't, I can't say whether I would, you know, whether that makes me yeah. look good or bad. Yeah, right? that's true. So it could be very embarrassing. So mm -hmm. anyway, I now, you know, maybe maybe if the answer happens to be on Tom's guide, that's a different thing. Yeah, I mean, we but, we could we could yeah. If we developed one for our site, then maybe we would have it backfill from other sites that we are part of our company and we trust. Yeah. But um but the I think the I think the overall message is I wouldn't want it to just Pull anything from right anywhere yeah because you know if you're not if you're putting it under your banner and this is this is one of the things that we talk about um when we do like podcast consulting and stuff um you want to be in control of the things that appear on under your banner right if if the logo on the top of the site says tom's hardware you want more control over it than you know, it going off and possibly pulling from some Nazi website or whatever an answer. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, not yeah. that's not what you want attached to, you know, the Tom's Hardware yeah, brand I mean, or the Plug Hits Live it, brand or, you know, whatever. Whatever you need more control than that. 
Oh, the other thing is, the other thing that we've discussed, and I'll just leave it with this, is mm -hmm. no Section 230 protection for chatbots, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you know, if you had a search engine on your site and the search engine backfilled with results from, from Google, which I don't think I would like either, but mm -hmm. if it backfilled with results from Google and the, one of the results was bad information, you have, you know, you can... You have plausible deniability or whatever you have you you can disclaim responsibility oh it's just a search result but if a chatbot says it that's publishing so you're responsible wow. for what the chatbot says wow that's a that that bring, brings me back to you know the difference between using a pin on your phone and using face id or or finger id uh from a legal standpoint of whether or not a cop can force you to unlock your device. You know, yeah. Little, little oddities like that, that people just absolutely do not think about. Yeah. Fascinating. So, wow. Anyway. Uh, so there's wow. more you can read about this in tomshardware.com. I'm spending a lot of my time staying on top of it. Cause I don't want, cause not cause I love this technology, but because <laughs> I realize it's dangerous and I want to, I want to make sure I understand how to implement it and how it works uh, really well. You want to be out ahead of Skynet. Got it. That's, <laughs> that's what yeah. I heard. <laughs> yeah. Well, Avram, as always, I appreciate it. That was fascinating information. I mean, at the very, j just the section 230 thing at the end. Fascinating. Worth yeah. all of it. Uh <laughs> So appreciate that. And I appreciate that you've been staying on top of this. I know it is, it's, it's like trying to, to nail down mud right now because everything seems to be constantly changing, but you know, I appreciate you staying on top of it and uh, keeping us in the loop. And I always look as, as always, I look forward to what we talk about next time.